Welcome to FBC Loot's weekly sermon podcast. We want to thank you for downloading this week's podcast. To find out more information about our church, please go to lutesfbc.org and look around at all that's happening here on our campus. Our pastor would love to meet you and connect with you. You can email us at tech at lutesfbc.org for more information. Now here's Pastor Scott with this week's message. When church, we are in this, this new series called God-Fearing. It's a series that uh, we're going to look at, at, at three weeks of, of a dangerous prayer. Of, that's what Craig Rochelle calls in his book, Dangerous Prayers. That we're looking at a dangerous prayer, and, and then we're going to do three weeks of that, and then we're going to talk about uh, our worship and how we can worship God. And the reason that we're doing God-Fearing, the reason we're doing this series is because the definition of God-fearing is this, is to walk in reverence of God. It's to walk in all of God. It's to see God superior and over our life. It's, to, it's looking at God and fearing, at God-fearing because it draws us to God and repentance. We're looking at it because God-fearing draws us to God and repentance, this is a series that I've been looking forward to us diving into in this text as we look into Psalm 139, in particular, verses 23 and 24. Our, our, our text today is going to be Psalm 139, verse 23a. 23a, here it is. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Search me, O God, and know my heart. That's our text today. That's going to be our text in, in which drives our conversation as we look into this God-fearing series, this series of, of us allowing our hearts and allowing our life to be searched by God. Our, our main idea that we're looking at this morning is this. God-fearing starts with God searching the heart. Let me say that again. God-fearing starts with God searching us, with God searching our heart. Our question that we're looking at is, if God revealed something to you, would you change it? If, if we were to go through this and, and you were to say, God, search me, God, search my heart, God, search me, and God revealed something to you, would you change it? That's the question we're gonna answer in here this morning. You know, searching, I don't know if you've ever had a search for something before. <laughs> but when Lee and I, we lived in Orlando, you know, we had just, it was during that, that, that time of us just being home, I was working from home and, and all that, we just had, uh, Kat, well, Lee just had Catherine, I say we. <laughs> uh, but Lee had just had Catherine, and so we had Catherine and John at that point, and so we had, in our backyard, it was a fenced-in yard. And, you know, there was, there's a dog on the other side, a big dog, I mean, a massive dog, and then our two Jack Russells. And they always wanted to see each other, but we never wanted it to happen because we were afraid our Jack Russells would make it. And so, but both dogs, you know, were trying to dig to get each other, and we could keep putting bricks and concrete, wherever they find a new hole. We just kept redoing it again and again. Well, one of these times, it was a hole, and I was like, well, I'm going to fix that later. And the neighbor was like, well, I'll fix my side later. We'll just do it later. And so we both decided we'll do it later. And so it was about 11 o'clock at night. And so I was letting Annabelle, our, our, our female Jack Russell, out to go to the bathroom. And all I see is her just fly and dive. And I'm like, uh-oh, we're in trouble. 
because I know where she just dove at. And like I'm outside with a flashlight and I know what just happened. She just dove and she went underneath their yard. And so she goes over there and I'm like, Annabelle, come on, come back over, you know, trying everything. And I realized like she's not coming back over and like their dog's going crazy. Like it's just, it's not good. And they have twin boys who were about three or four. And I'm like, oh no, like we're gonna wake up the whole family. And so I try to go over there, I try. And I just, all I can hear is, is my dog just running around over there and I cannot see, I cannot get over there. So it goes, this goes on for 30 minutes and I finally get, someone lets me in and all this and we go in and I, I get in there, in there and I, we can't find, we cannot find Annabelle. Like I, I cannot, like, I mean, I hear her, but I can't find her. And they had just built a deck and there was about that much of a hole and she went in it. And she's now going, digging to go underneath their house. And I'm just sitting here like panicking, like, what do I tell my wife? What do I tell? And I tried Cheerios, I tried everything, nothing worked. And it goes on for a while, and finally, we just, we just, we brought out their dog. And here she comes, running out. Through that little hole, and got through, and I'll be honest, I say, like, it took us over an hour to get her out. And that search was crazy, like, it annoyed me, like, I was like, I was scared. I was like, oh, is this, how is this search gonna end? And it's not gonna end well. And, and sadly, that's not the first time she got out. Last week she did too, but uh, the apartment, that was a blast. But, you know, I, the searching process sometimes is painful, right? Sometimes the searching process, it, you know, we're searching for something, we're looking for something, our keys or our phones or whatever. We're looking for something. Well, this morning we're looking at, at searching and we're looking at this process of being sought out or to say, God, search me, which reminds me of a lady up in Iceland. This tourist group went up there to, to go to visit this canyon up there. And they had decided that, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna go get out and go walk around the canyon. And, and they, did a, they did a count and, they're, and everything, and they're saying, hold on, we're missing someone. Someone, we're, we're missing, a, a young lady is gone. We cannot find her. And so they gave the description out to the group and said, hey, we need to go and find this young lady. And, and so the group goes out and starts looking. About eight hours go by, it's now 3 a.m. And they realize that she went and got changed and was looking for herself the whole time. <laughs> true story, true story. Well, that's not, that's not the kind of searching we're talking about this morning. So here it is, our, our, our first point is this, God-fearing, God-fearing starts with point number one, God search me. God search me. Here's, here's different types of searches and here's what we're gonna talk about, right? Searches could be looking for something that's lost. It could be looking over something to make sure there's no mistakes or imperfections, Right, looking at a painting or a paper or a grading, uh, looking for something, no, for, looking for mistakes. It, it could be looking for a house to reside in. I know something about that. And, uh, or it could be looking into yourself and, or asking someone to look into your life, to examine your life, to search out your life, to make sure you're living and doing everything correct. We may call it accountability, we may call it something else in our own lives, but that's the searching we're talking about here this morning. So let's dive back in this text that is, that is written by David, and here's what it says. Search me, O God, 
and know my heart. David, as he's writing this, is saying, hey, God, search me. God, God, look at my life. God, search my life. Search me. Search me, oh God, and, and know, my, know my heart. So for us this morning, as we start this God-fearing series, as we say, God, search me. My prayer is this morning that, that our heart would be, hey, God, search me. God, examine my life. I, I love this because it, it, it says, search me, oh God. It doesn't say search my neighbor. <laughs> search that person next to me this morning. You know, I came to church to, to just to feel good, and, and this is for that person next to me. No, what this text says is search me, oh God. This is personal. Right? Our, our Christian walk is personal. And so it says here, search me out. Search me, God. That's a big, that's a big prayer. That's a big ask of God. But just two words, search me. You know, the, the Hebrew for this is hakar, which says, or kakar, it says this. It means to, to examine thoroughly. It means to search out. He's, he's asking God, God, examine me. God, open me up. Go and look at everything in my life and search me out and know me. Search me. Search me. Examine me. Examine my heart. See if there's anything in me that's not of you, God. God, search me out. And tell me and seek and tell me if there's anything in my life I need to change. Is God in the driver's seat and control of my life? Is, is God in the center of our life this morning, church? You know, where this whole series is centered around us walking in reverence, us walking all of God, us allowing God to examine our life, for God to speak into our lives. And the opening line here in verse 23 is, is these words search, this word examine, this word search me out, God. And church, when I think about those words this morning, I wonder if we would ask God those same words of ourselves. God, search me out. God, examine my life. Is there anything in my life, God, that's not of you? God, is there anything in me that, that, that's so centered on myself or so centered on something else that I'm missing out on you? See, David is giving God full access into his life. He's not, he's not hiding this part of his life. He's saying, God, examine me. Look at me. Search me. Look at my life. Is there anything in me that's not of you? This is a, this is a big ask. This is a big, this is a big prayer. I thought about this. When was the last time we said, God, search me? God, I'm opening up my life. I'm opening up everything. Just search me out. 
See, church, I want you to be clear when, in this right here. When I come up here and I, and I share God's word with you, I, I've been battling this for weeks. <laughs> this is not me just coming up and sharing this with you. This is me. I've been, I, have been, man, I have been with God over this. And I, my prayer has been, God, search me. God, sir, reveal anything in me, God, that's not of you. God, examine me, look at me. Lord, is there something that's keeping me from, from being a, a better pastor? Is there something keeping me from being a better father, a better husband? Lord, is there something that's keeping me from being a better follower of you? It's dangerous. <laughs> it's a dangerous prayer, it's a dangerous ask. Here's the second point. God-fearing starts with, God, reveal my heart. God, reveal my heart. If we're to walk in reverence with God, if we're to walk in all of God and make him superior in our life, then we must allow God to reveal to us. We must allow God to reveal to us our heart. <laughs> We may not like the results that we get back, but we must be willing for God to reveal it to us. Or maybe we might like what it shows, but we may not. See, when David writes, God, know my heart, here's what he's really saying. God, know my inner man. Know, know my passions. Know my emotions. And know all my inclinations. God, know it. Look at it. I'm laying it all out there, Lord. I'm saying it's yours. Study it and tell me what I need to change. I had a professor in seminary once say, would I pray, read the Bible, tithe, serve the local church if nobody knew it but God? He asked that question of us one day. Would I, would I attend church? Would I tithe? Would I serve the local church if no one knew about it except for God? And he said, the answer to that right there reveals our heart. It reveals who our heart is, what our heart is. When we are, a God, when we are in a God-fearing attitude, we're in a God-fearing lifestyle, we're allowing God to reveal and show to us what's really inside of us. You know, we, we want this, this whole reverence, this whole God-fearing. It's not this, this uh, I'm scared of God. It, it, no, it's this, this whole thing of God, you are superior to me. And God, I want to walk in reverence in all of you. I want to walk in respect to you. I want to walk in a way that my life honors you. And so as we look at this text here, we look at this text, we examine this text. This is a moment for us to be challenged, for us to be encouraged, for us, hey, if, if we still have air to breathe, then we still have opportunity to live for God. We still have a, a moment in our life to say, hey, God, here I am. Hey, where I am in my life, no matter my age, wherever I am right now, God, use me. God, change me. 
when you personally allow God to search and reveal to you what's inside of your heart, it is God having the full access into your life. Let me just say this. God has permission to speak into my life. God has permission to say, Scott, you need to change that. God has permission to reveal to me my heart. Why? Because of what Jeremiah says. Jeremiah 17, nine says that my heart deceives me and is deceitful above everything else. (laughs) So I know what my heart is leaning towards. I know what my emotions go towards. I know what my passion goes towards. I need God and I need him every day in my life. And I need him to be the center of everything I do. And when he's not, church, when he's not, then I'm building up a kingdom for Scott. And I'm building up a comfort zone for Scott. I need more of God. I need him to reveal to me everything that's in my heart. Everything that I lean towards is not him. Craig Rochelle in his book, Dangerous Prayer, says, the closer we get to Jesus, the more we see and realize we are sinners and that we have a sin problem. Church, I, my prayer is that we get so close to Jesus that he starts revealing things to us. My prayer is that we get, we get, we get see a movement of God happen and that God starts making changes in our life. You know what prayer has been for 19 years? God, turn my life upside down for you. Turn it upside down. Turn everyone's life upside down for you. I would rather have God reveal my heart and what's really inside of me because it's the only way I'm going to change or see change by Jesus. The only way I'm gonna see change is Jesus changing me. See, my my friends can hold me accountable. But can I just tell you that my friends can hold me accountable once a week or twice a week or three times a week. But but Jesus (laughs) holds me accountable 24-7, 365. Because at the end of the day, it's him. (laughs) He knows everything. There's not a moment he's not with me. There's not a moment that he goes, I'm taking a break from Scott for a few minutes. No, he's with me all the time. He knows everything. Are you and I willing to respond to God when he reveals to us sin habits, addictions, and things in our life that we put before him? Here's some examples I wrote down. Do I constantly or consistently obey what I know God wants me to do? Do I confess my sins by name? Do I seek forgiveness from those I have wronged or offended? Does my schedule in life reveal God is first in my life? Am I more concerned what God thinks of me or what man or others think of me? Here's the last one. Are my conversations and my behavior above reproach? I want God to reveal that to me. I want God to reveal to me Am I walking in him? Is there anything in my life that I need to change? You know, I, I study, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a nerd, and so I study different movements. I, I study a lot of different things. 
uh, in, in Christianity. I've studied, I mean, I read and I'm always reading, but, but can I, I, I mean, the great movements of God that have happened in our history. Do you know what age range those have happened in? Teenagers, college students. The Great Awakening, the Second Great Awakening. College campuses that have been turned upside down. The Jesus Movement. All happen amongst teenagers and college-age students. Now, that does not mean that it cannot happen amongst adults. Hear me loud and clear, it can. But I think about that. Like, I think about what would happen, Tanner, what would happen to our students here if they said, God, search me. God, search me and reveal anything in my life that's not of you. And, and then think about it. They actually respond and make those changes. We could see a movement of God amongst our teenagers that would then flow into our whole church. And, uh, church, can I say, I, I don't want the students having all the fun. <laughs> so I'm gonna say, God, search me, but I want a revival to get down to them. See, no matter what age we are, our, our teenagers are not the generation yet to come and not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. And, and we want a movement of God to happen in our church and it's gonna happen in our adults and it's gonna happen in our students. And it's gotta start with us saying, God, search me. God, examine my life. God, reveal to me anything that's not of you. God, reveal my heart to me so I can make those changes. And here's our third and final, God-fearing. God-fearing starts with, God, draw me to repentance. God, God, draw me to repentance. God, bring me to repentance. If we're gonna walk with a God-fearing mindset and lifestyle, then we must repent when God reveals things to us. When, when, God's, when we allow God to search us and God starts revealing some things to our life, we gotta respond. We gotta respond with repentance. We gotta say, God, God, help me. I gotta make some changes here in my life. I can't stay in this anymore. I gotta move. I gotta get out of this. We need to ask God in this process of searching us that God, while you're searching me, and, and you're revealing things to me, God, soften my heart up so that I can repent. Don't let me stay here anymore. I can't stay here anymore. I gotta get out. My prayer all week has been this. God, break down the walls. God, break down the barriers. God, break down anything that's keeping me and keeping us as a church from you moving. My prayer has been, God, let this be the Sunday that a great awakening happens in Lutz. God, let this be the Sunday that, that we see a movement of God happen. May this be the, the, the Sunday that we see a movement of God happen in, in our teenagers. May this be the Sunday that we see a, our adults see a movement of God happen. See, it starts with a search. It goes to the revealment of God revealing our heart and then it goes to us repenting. We need to ask God to draw us to repentance. 
My prayer for each of you this morning is that you'll say, God, search my heart. God, search my heart. God, examine my heart. And then you would say, God, as you reveal it to me, may I not respond with, that's not me. But may I respond back with, God, help me change. I can't stay here anymore. I've been praying this prayer for the last several weeks and God's been revealing some things in my life of, of hey, hey, Scott, you gotta give this to me. Scott, you gotta trust me with this. Acts 3.19 says this, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. The times of refreshing may come from the Lord. I want my refreshing to come from the Lord, not from anything else. Here's 2 Chronicles 7.14. You know this. We know this is such a famous text. But may we hear it fresh this morning. If my people who are called by my name, they humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. We need God help to, so that we can see sin that's difficult for us to see. We need God to reveal that to us. Church, would you ask God to show you if there's something he would have you change? And will you allow him to, allow him to change that in you? And will you make that change in your life? It could be that maybe we're quick to judge or we're quick to anger. Maybe it's a struggle we have. Maybe it's a friendship we have. It could be a sin. It could be a list of things. But when God reveals it to our life, then we allow God to draw us to repentance and walk with him in that. That we don't keep staying in there. That we allow him to make those changes in our life. So the question is, is what's our response this morning? How are we going to respond to this? How are we going to respond to God? Search me, oh God, and know my heart. How are we going to respond to this? I wrote down four things here. May we ask God to search us. May, may, may we just start there. Say, God, search me. God, search my life, search my heart, search, do an examination of my life. May we start there. And then may we move to, God, I will accept what you revealed to me. God, I'll, I'll accept what you revealed to me. If you say, I gotta give up a friendship, I'll give up that friendship. You say uh, that I'm putting my work before you, Lord, that I'll do, I'll make that change, Lord. If you're saying that I'm more in love with my present life than I am with you, then Lord, reveal that to me. If it's a sin, if it's an addiction, it's a friendship, Lord, reveal that to me so I can accept it and make those changes. May we make those changes in our life afterwards. And then may God draw us to repentance. Be our final thing. May God draw us to repentance. 
Imagine what could happen to our church if we all prayed that. God, search me. God, I'm an open book. Lord, I'm gonna, agree. I'm gonna accept what you revealed to me. And Lord, may help me make those changes in my life and help me to repent of this. The Christian walk does not end at salvation. <laughs> the Christian walk begins at salvation. So every day is a process of being refined again and again by God. It's a process of going through and saying, God, you gotta change me. God, you gotta work in me. My prayer is that all of us will say, God, search me. And that a great movement of God will happen in our church. That as we work through this whole month of God-fearing, that we leave here closer to God than when we started here on October 2nd. That we're closer to God than we ever have been before. And I pray, <laughs> my prayer is, is that as God does a movement in our church, that we, his church, we, his people, will turn loose upside down for Jesus Christ. And that people will know the name of Jesus and come into salvation, come into a relationship with him. So church, this morning, may we just say, God, search me. Search me. And know my heart. And may we respond faithfully to what God speaks to us this morning. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Lord, I, I, I think about the search, Lord. I pray for the search to happen. Lord, I pray for the search this morning, Lord, that, that we'll say, God, search me. May we not be scared, Lord, of what you reveal to us. Some of it, Lord, we may already know. But Lord, we need you to reveal it to us. We need you to reveal it to us, Lord, so that we can make those changes so that we can walk in you the way we're supposed to walk in you. So Lord, on this, on this Sunday morning, on October 2nd, we as a church body, we as believers are saying, search me. Lord, I pray for our students. I pray for our teenagers. I pray right now, Lord, that we will see them pray this prayer and may they respond in such a way, Lord, that we see a revival begin, a great awakening begin amongst our teenagers. Lord, I pray over our adults. Lord, I pray now, Lord, over every church member. Lord, may we all pray this prayer and Lord, may you bring a movement, a great awakening, a revival. Set our, set our hearts on fire for you. That we turn Pasco County, Hillsborough County, Tampa, 
upside down for you, Jesus. That, you, we will, that our prayer at the end of this month will be, give me Pasco County, give me Hillsborough County, give me Lutz, so that I can preach the gospel and share you, Jesus, with everyone. Jesus, thank you for this moment, Lord. I pray all of this right now, Lord. I pray this in your name. Amen. Hey, thank you for joining us. If God is speaking to you and you want to respond to today's message, please message us at tech, T-E-C-H, at lutefbc.org. Hey, also follow us on Facebook and our podcast. Hope you have a great week.